Hello, and welcome to the Freelancer Creative Exchange podcast, where we discuss everything from freelancing, being a solopreneur, Web3 technologies, and uh, emerging AI. I'm your host, James Oldham. I've been full-time in Web3 for two years as a content strategist and a developer. My guest today, uh, I'll, I'll let them introduce themselves, but Yusuf Tigley, uh, Yusuf is an experienced community manager with a great knowledge of Web3 and NFTs, uh, but Yusuf, I'll, I'll let you uh, give your own introduction. Yeah, thank you, James. Um, I'm Yusuf. I've been into community building and social media management for two years. And then, yeah, overall, I'm interested in NFTs and Web3 technology. That's perfect, me. Perfect. So this podcast is titled Why NFTs Are More Than a Profile Picture. And as people who are working with the technology on, on pretty much a daily basis, there's definitely a lot of a lot of misconceptions about, I guess, Web3 in, uh, in a whole. But I think looking at NFTs is probably the one of the main things where people get pretty confused. So mm -hmm. yeah, I guess like... Yusuf, like, what what are some you know when you're talking to your family or friends who are you know not so involved in the space? What are I mean, I know for me one of like the big misconceptions is the whole right click save thing, uh, where people you know you look at these board at yacht clubs which are like a hundred thousand dollars or at least they were, and yep. people think pe people struggle to to see past the art. Um, and yeah, you know, they say the whole, you know, why can't I just right click save this and it's worth the same amount of money. Mm -hmm. And I guess the reason it's not worth the same amount of money is because when you hold a Board Ape Yacht Club NFT, you don't just hold the art. The art is kind of the icing on the cake. Um, but an NFT is a lot more than just the art. It's essentially the, the fundamental technology behind it. And it's the non-fungible aspect, right? Meaning that there's only one. So every, I think, I think in the like right click save conversation, what a lot of people miss is talking about marketplaces, right? That's where people get a little bit yeah. confused the, or, or that's like the easiest way to kind of explain it, right? You know, your, your fake right click saved board app, your club picture is, is not a, an actual NFT that can be uh, verified and then sold on a marketplace. So that's not going to be worth $100,000. Every NFT has a unique ID or address which verifies whether it's part of a collection. In this case, Yuga Labs is Board Ape Yacht Club, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, and then not every NFT has uh, same community or same utilities behind it, right? So Correct. each NFT is entitled with, with a different project, different creators, different artists and people behind it. And then each NFT offers different unique um, assets and perhaps tickets or like just just variety of utilities that we can talk in, in more detail. A hundred percent. And um, yeah, I think token gating is another pretty good conversation, like good, good topic to bring up uh, in this conversation where NFTs can essentially or and, and, and are used to token gate access, right? So in the whole kind of NFT space, when, you know, the, the bull run, which we kind of saw at the end of 2021, uh, early 2022, obviously the art was everyone's first impression of a project 
uh, that's the first thing they saw. Generally, good art means better project, but that that's also not not true at all. I mean, I don't think Board Ape Yacht Club has a, a, amazing art, for example, but it's essentially all these projects, what uh, differentiated them was their roadmap and essentially the utility and essentially what can you token gate behind your NFTs. So when someone buys your NFT, what can they get access to? And I guess how that happens in like a, on a, on like a technical level is I always kind of use the same example. I, I use a Netflix example when, you know, pe people get a bit confused with web three. The way I kind of see it is web one was pretty much your early internet. It was very two dimensional. You can kind of, you can make websites, but people can't do a whole lot on those websites. You can kind of only store very two dimensional information Web2 was pretty much your social media phase. Now you can log onto Facebook and you can see a completely unique feed compared to anyone else on that platform. So it's more of a three-dimensional di kind of internet. But the big thing with Web2 and and kind of the, the, the point of this whole <laughs> part of the conversation was the username and password, right? That is very much Web2. You see sign in with Google is uh, very popular now. You know, you sign in on Twitter or LinkedIn or, or pretty much anything. You have a sign in with Google option, which that kind of goes down another conversation of the centralization versus decentralization part of things, right? I mean, Google, Apple, I mean, you could name them on one hand, these companies who own so much kind of so much data and so much kind of bandwidth. But then the Web3 example is instead of your username password, it's your NFT, right? You you connect your wallet. That is essentially... So in the case of the Netflix uh, example, right? What's the current method? The current method is you have a username and a password, and then you pay a monthly subscription to gain access to Netflix. When you log in with your account, it knows your account, and it knows that you're paying that monthly subscription. Whereas the Web3 example is uh, connect your wallet, Let's say Netflix do an NFT. If you own an NFT, uh, you gain access to their platform. When you connect your wallet, it scans your wallet. It verifies that you own an NFT, which is part of, let's say, the Netflix collection or a Netflix NFT. And then you gain access to that website that way. So essentially the same thing, but it's done in a, in a different way. And it's done in a way where you can kind of have a lot more control over what you own and you don't have these companies like Google who, as great as they are, they, yeah, the whole kind of centralized and decentralized conversation, right? Where, a lot, you know, everyone's going to have kind of a different opinion. But me personally, and I think for yourself as well, Yusuf, uh, I think Web3 is a, is, a, is a future where you have more control over kind of what you own. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I see it as the internet of our era. So just thinking about the people who invested their time and money back in 1995s and early 2000, they, they really got back what they invested and then they earned a, a lot of money and um, power and then just a lot of things out of it. And then I think if we, if we lean on Web3, uh, Web3 has the potential to be the internet of 2020 and so on 100 percent, 100 percent. 
Yeah, I guess there's so many kind of different things with NFTs. There have been a lot of very bad things happen. I mean, in my opinion, my kind of the way I see the NFT bull run that we just had, it was it was pretty pretty strange. Like it was it was it was a mm-hmm. pretty odd period of time where the main metric that people were using was hype and you can't really you can't really measure hype off anything. So people were buying into these projects because of the hype. And if there was enough hype and they got in early, then the price of the NFT would go up and maybe you would make uh, money <laughs> or you bought at the top and the hype died and uh, you maybe lost money. But I yeah. think on that topic of floor price, I think that's like another pretty good way, a uh, good thing to segue into. So again, thinking of marketplaces makes everything kind of a lot easier. So uh, OpenSea, the biggest marketplace, I believe the founders of OpenSea were the quickest billionaires ever made. I believe in 2021, when that bull run started, mm-hmm. their OpenSea pretty much uh, made a billion dollars and I, I believe that was the quickest company to ever do it but when we look at like a collection of nfts uh let's say a ten thousand collection which was quite common i believe board up yacht club which i'm just going to keep using as an example was a ten thousand collection and this is like a very good way to kind of visualize how web3 is more about kind of creating a community and your project is only as weak as you could say your weakest member and what i mean by that is you have a floor price where everyone is completely has the freedom to list their nft for what price they think it will sell for or any price that they want to essentially and so when you have ten thousand nfts um, obviously a lot of those people are just going to be holding. They're not going to be listing that NFT on a marketplace, but you have a floor mm-hmm. price and the floor price is the lowest price that someone has listed that in a collection. And so if you want to buy into a NFT collection, you would 95% of the time buy off the floor, which means you would essentially buy the cheapest NFT to get you into that community or you know to get you that NFT the yep. only time you wouldn't buy the floor is because of like traits, which is another pretty weird thing that's not going to stick around. But a lot of these NFTs had different traits and more rare traits fetched you a higher priced NFT. But yeah, looking at kind of the floor price and I mean, essentially, you know, you can you can list your NFT for uh half what the floor price is let's say the floor price of a collection is one eth you could list it for half an eth and it's going to sell very quickly but it's also you could have made Mm -hmm. a lot more money if you listed it at the floor or slightly above the floor so i think that's like quite a a cool way to visualize how an nft collection is really only as strong as the weakest member what do you think about that? I think that's a that's a very good way to explain it. You know, it all it also comes down to community building. I mean, you might have the mm-hmm. art, the utilities, and the fund behind your project or your uh, company, but if you don't build the right community and if you don't um, get the right people into your community, then your floor price might go mm-hmm. down and down, and then uh, people might just see your project as a failed project but uh to me uh actually a floor price 
don't really matter because I, I look at the uh, unique selling points. I look at the art behind it. I look at the utilities behind it. And I look at what these people, the community, uh, community owners and project builders are trying to give back to their community, right? Yeah. So I think these are the most valuable things to look at uh, rather than floor price. But um, unfortunately, right now, many people are looking at the floor price and trying to find ways to earn um, quick profits. But I think um, the whole space is evolving into a better um, mindset. And then hopefully we'll, we'll pass this stage. Definitely. I think it's a good point that I think still, even now, most people buy an NFT to try and make money and that's not good. Like that's not going to be very sustainable. It's like, yeah, trying to buy Netflix subscriptions to flip them and make a little bit of profit. Like it's, it's quite a weird concept. And until people start buying yeah. NFTs because purely for the utility um, and not because they're trying to, you know, see if the floor price goes up a little bit so they can flip it. Yeah, that's going to be kind of a, a bit of a problem for kind of this mass adoption conversation. Um, so, yeah, I yep. think that's a really good point you brought up there. I kind of want to segue. I mean, there's been like, obviously, Twitter. Twitter is pretty much your go-to NFT or Web3 social media. That's where most of the, the DGENs are, which is kind of what web three people call themselves um mm -hmm. but i kind of want to uh, zoom out and and kind of look at all these social medias and look at the kind of the trends that we're going in and bring up this kind of nft profile pictures conversation where i mean yeah again twitter are leading the charge yeah a while ago they they released that update where you can officially upload an nft as a profile picture um and it'll have like a hexagon background so you you know you can actually tell and when you click it you see the uh, address of the nft and what collection it's part of but yeah it's essentially this conversation of you know where we're kind of in in terms of work you know we're obviously heading into like uh you know, more people are working from home, remote work's becoming more popular, the gig economy, uh, all these kind of concepts we're throwing around. And it's essentially, yeah, it's the idea of, you know, using an NFT as a profile picture. And if you have a $100,000 board at Yacht Club as your profile picture, like it's sad to say, but that that does do quite a, a lot of things in terms of how people kind of view your, your online portfolio. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, again, Twitter are definitely leading the charge. Even such things as kind of blue check marks is kind of within the same conversation where it's how can you verify someone owns something or how can you verify someone is someone without having a, a profile picture essentially or on a platform like Twitter where anyone can make you know, uh, a Jeff Bezos Twitter account and take his profile picture. So, yeah. yeah, obviously we see Twitter doing this. I know Instagram and Facebook meta there. I would say they're close behind. Uh, obviously, Instagram's had their their blue check, verified check mark. Uh, that's kind of the main platform for it. We see YouTube slightly going this way the new ceo uh neil mohan i believe 
uh, is very pro Web3. LinkedIn's probably the best example of how kind of NFTs can fix a lot of problems. I mean, on LinkedIn, anyone can say that they uh, graduated from uh, Harvard Law School, right? You can essentially completely lie. And this kind of feeds into, yeah, more of the um, on-chain credential conversation where what if your, let's say your university degree was an NFT, which essentially meant you can't say you went and studied law at Harvard unless you have the 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 NFT as in the what's it called when you graduate the uh, certificate. Uh, yeah, yeah. If that was an NFT, you could upload it to your profile and it could show on your profile, and that's essentially a way that you can verify that you own or you have got that education. You know. Yeah. Yeah, on that point, um, this is uh, this is actually a big and growing problem in the in the whole world. There is a um, there's a rise in in diploma mills, which means like the institutes that are fakely created, and then the only thing they do rather than teaching is you pay money to them, and then they give you a fake certificate, and mm-hmm. then this this can just get you a job. So I think on chain credentials also is a very powerful tool tool to combat those diploma mills and end this problem because this is this is probably costing the world economy millions or billions of dollars uh in a year so we should also realize the importance of on-chain credentials in, in this kind of ex- aspect definitely definitely um i guess in this kind of conversation as well um talking about like the decentralization of education where, you know, we're talking about university degrees, but I don't know, I have a bit of a biased perspective, but you know, I think more and more people are looking at things like YouTube videos or maybe different courses to educate themselves. And so, you know, there's a big market and one of the companies kind of leading this charge who are more they pretty much web two at the moment, but it, it's Calendly, right? On-chain, or sorry, not on-chain, but essentially skill badges where, you know, yeah. if you go on Calendly and you search web development, you're going to get like a hundred different skill badges uh, from different platforms offering six, ten, six-month uh, web development courses, for example. And so you convert all of those to NFTs and yeah you know you look at people's cvs and one might have got a web or a computer science degree from a university but another might have completed three different web development courses and they've got the skill badges which are nfts um to to verify that essentially so again nfts uh in 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 the use of on-chain credentials i think is one of the biggest use cases and kind of a way that people don't really think of nfts and i think another like misconception is you obviously have your different blockchains but to mint an nft can and is now pretty much a couple of cents right so you can you you can mint nfts on 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 alternate blockchains like solana or or polygon and pay a couple of cents in in gas to mm-hmm. to mint these nfts you know with the nft space most of these uh, projects were on ethereum people were paying hundreds of dollars to mint an nft and so 
if you translate that to our conversation about on-chain credentials, you know, no one's going to pay all that money every time you want to buy an NFT. In it, in it, in it, NFTs are and will be uh, very cheap to to mint and 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 be used in these kind of scenarios. Yeah, definitely, it's a win-win situation for me. Like, just considering that skill badges and all these certificates can be faked and forged and nfts guarantee you that they they are not going to be changed or they're they're not going to be given to people who didn't earn so i would i would love to pay a few cents and just verify my all my certificates and skills yeah i think that's probably where we can end it now yusuf i hope for those listening that gave you or at least you learned a few different things about about NFTs. It's definitely still a, a very emerging technology, but I am all in on it. And I know you are as well, Yusuf. So I'm very excited to see kind of how the space evolves. And um, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. Yep. Thanks, James. Thank you for inviting me as well. It was a very good conversation. And no, no I hope we gave some valuable insights. Absolutely. Thanks for your time, Yusuf. And thanks everyone for listening. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.